Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. The R-Rated Podcast. This week's guest is... Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. Today's new guest is Muhammad Sultan, and he is a film director. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. So, first of all, I want to know where you're from. I'm from a little town. Probably little never, town. Yeah, probably never heard of it. So, Let's probably, hear it. Probably Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. I was actually like ready. I was like, what's a little town? Yeah, no, you already no, told me. Yeah. So what was it like growing up in Detroit, Michigan? It's very different than LA, right? Oh my God. It's, it's <laughs> definitely like one, the food there is amazing. Ooh. The best chili cheese fries Ooh. in the world if you go to Coney Island. I'm in. Yeah, no, you yeah, know, water that you can like drink. Mm-hmm. Um, people there are really polite. Okay. I find, yeah, like I find people, I'm like, so why'd you come here? No, I'm just right, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold as shit. Oh, anyway. oh you know can, can I say, like, is that a... So you can swear it's already a podcast. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. nice. okay, okay. Please, it's encouraged. It's uncensored. Okay, so, all right, okay. You might have hands for you. Did you always know you wanted to do something in film, or did this come later? I actually did. Like my mother was actually an actress, and uh, she worked okay. for yeah, she worked for General Motors. And nice. like when I was a kid, yeah, she um, would do plays and shit on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I would help her run lines. Oh, you know, I'm saying ever since I was yeah. like six years old. Yeah, yeah. 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 So did you also ever think about like maybe theater or was it always more like, I want to make the movie? Like, you know how yeah. when, you, when, you, when you're a kid, you don't really know all the rules yet of filmmaking. So you're like, do I want to be an actor? <laughs> yeah. So like I started like growing up mm-hmm. in the theater and it's kind of like mm-hmm. a weird thing. It's a very interesting place to be a child. And I started doing like plays and all mm-hmm. that when I was a kid. And yeah. as I got older, once mm-hmm. I reached my twenties, I was like, you know what? I, I actually would rather be behind, behind the, camera. the camera. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, yeah. Because the whole thing is everybody's job is to tell one story. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, what stories need to be told that right. I, I'm not seeing right now? What made you make that step to LA? Okay, so basically it was a midlife crisis. Midlife crisis? Yeah. yeah. What? Okay, <laughs> yeah. let's let's hear it. I've, I had a quarter-life crisis, like, not too long ago. So. Okay, so um, I was in the military for a little while. Okay. Was this? Did you go to the military right after high school, or oh, when was no, this like? Where were you doing after high school? Where are was, we in the timeline? Yeah, oh my God! This is yeah. Like, so like after high school, yeah. after high school, I came yeah. out to LA the first time. Okay. Um, you know, I was doing like the extra mm-hmm. thing. I was on the show yeah. called Everybody Loves Raymond, like nice. in the background, yeah, yeah, yeah. episode and all of that. Cool. Then I made the move to New York, mm-hmm. and then I was when I was in New York, I was on Law and Order. I had like an under five, like mm-hmm. on the original one. Okay. Right. Um. And then some things happened. Uh, some things happened with my sister and her husband. Crazy thing, like my sister's husband actually tried to kill her in 2000, 2005. Are you, you know, kidding me? You know, there's a whole bunch of things that, you know, come with that. And I decided mm-hmm. that while I was acting, I was like, my family needs me now. So I left New York and I stayed back there for like two years, went to Texas, mm-hmm. had a, you know, joined the Marines. Yeah. Um, did that. Did you did you know you wanted to join the Marines or was this like a later in life thing that you're like this feels right I should it, do it was like if you would have asked me like when I was eighteen if I was mm-hmm. gonna join the military like not really aggressive then yeah. I did that when I did it was it was kind of like my wife was pushing me toward there and it's mm-hmm. like you kind of like mm-hmm. get the call and see the answers and all that yeah know? so what was what was that like you know being in the Marines because that's a totally different lifestyle. Um, yeah, it was definitely interesting being named Muhammad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, no matter where you go, who you're with, people are people. Some are good, mm-hmm. and some are bad, right. right? So I met some of the 
greatest people I've ever met in my life. I've also met some of the worst people that I've met that yeah. I've met in my life, and we all have to deal with each other to do one job. Oh, so yeah. it, but it, it's like on set too. It's the same. Right. You meet some people on set you love, and some people not really. It you may, yeah. You're making the movie. <laughs> it, it definitely taught me that like mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to like somebody. Yeah. To do great work with them, because there's a whole bunch of people that I could, that I would like, ah, yeah. <laughs> but like we worked well together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And during that time, like, were you able to focus at all on like the arts, or was it just marine? Like, you know, like that—that that was your main focus. Oh, like, I'm not thinking about anything else. Yeah. No, I mean, there, there's. I'm like, um, I get tunnel vision a lot, mm -hmm. right? So like, there's. So like. I'm always focused on like what I'm doing, like while yeah. I'm doing it. So yeah. it was like, my job was to do this and I want to be the mm -hmm. best at it as possible. Mm -hmm. Like I might like get off work and play guitar for a little bit, but cool. other than that, it was just like, this is what I'm doing. Mm, okay. Yeah. So after the Marines, how long were you in there? Like how many years? Uh, just four. four. Just four. <laughs> Casual. Four is enough. Just yeah. four years. Yeah. Okay. So four years then did you pursue yeah okay so how did that how did you get into that how did that all happen this is what happened so i come back uh from afghanistan mm -hmm. um and i kept trying to do what they call crossing decks is like when you were going back because mm -hmm. I, I was trying to go back over because there's like you know i can't explain why that was like right. it was like i thought I kind of felt like i belonged there and i had this epiphany i'm sitting like mm -hmm. in garrison and i was like I have this job mm -hmm. where I'd rather be in the war than at home at my job. What? Wow. Yeah. Maybe I need a new job. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn. Yeah. You said, yeah. I was like, well, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it was this crazy thing because yeah. it's like, for me, um, if, you know, as long as we're being honest. Yes. Please. I'm good at a few things. Mm -hmm. And so far, the thing that I am best at, was best at, was that, mm -hmm. right? And when I was thinking about this, I mm -hmm. was like, I don't know if I like the fact that the thing that I'm best at in the world is potentially, potentially hurting yeah. other people. You know yeah. what I mean? No, or I like, get it. I get or like taking somebody else's house while they're living there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, not that, not that um, I regret like my years of service. No, or, no, no. no. But I'm sure you, you experienced and saw things that like a lot of people don't always see, right? Yeah. Like. I'm sure you've seen some shit. So, and it's like, is that like what you want your everyday to be like? You know, yeah. maybe not. So, and it's okay to have change and adapt to like a new lifestyle, new career. So that, you know, don't ever think like, oh no, yeah. why did I? No, I think that was the right calling. And yeah. I feel like you can do multiple things in your lifetime. It doesn't yeah. have to just be like, you can only do film. But like, if you, if you said you're going to do film, that's all you can do. I feel like you can do more things. So yeah. I'm glad that you decided to go for it. Yeah. So what was that initial first step that you did? So so it's funny so like the first thing i did is mm -hmm. like i was searching for something that would give me the same amount of joy in yeah the, in the job as yeah military. of course mm -hmm. so first i took a year off mm -hmm. and i went to vegas because my my brother khalid mm -hmm. um he's a war vet as well mm -hmm. and we had this thing we had this little powwow he, yeah he was like yo mo like come kick it with me mm -hmm. you will talk your parent our parents aren't going to understand what you're going through right now but yeah. i did so the first thing I did was he and I sat down and we had like we started just talking, mm -hmm. and he told me things that he hadn't talked told anybody mm -hmm. 
because there's difference between like being a civilian and being in the military, right? Oh, I'm sure. Can't and, compare that. Right. So like your relationships with people are different. So like, let's say you have these friends in the mm -hmm. military. Mm -hmm. There's only so much that you can tell them because they're not family. Right. And then you have your family. There's you know, only so, so much, much you can tell them. Right. Because the military. Right. They wouldn't even understand it, right? Or it's like get the real. Yeah. Just okay. Yes. I'm, so understand. us being brothers and like mm -hmm. my brother was my hero and all of that. We got a chance to talk and like i don't want to the best way is like intimate right to talk yeah. about things that he didn't talk about in 10 right, years you're being vulnerable with each other yeah and that i could never that i would never tell anybody else because we have we understand each other on such a different level yeah you know it was wow. like and like he's seven years older than me so mm -hmm. it was like the first time in our lives where we spoke is like kind of like equals wow you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. how many siblings do you have i'm 11. 11. yeah so i got that's a new record. <laughs> from the Midwest, we got big families out there. I thought yeah. I had a big family. <laughs> yeah, I got two stepsisters, two stepbrothers, and my dad. My dad had uh, six kids, and my mom had two, so there's eleven of us total. Wow, amazing! Uh, and are you are you in contact with everyone? Is everyone kind of doing different things, or? Oh, they are, but like we're all real close. Like that's you know amazing. What I mean? That's really important, and that's really cool because you don't really hear that all the time when there's bigger families. Not, every, not all the siblings maybe get along yeah. or they move away. So it's really nice that you have that tight relationship. Because at the end of the day, family is everything. It's really yeah. nice to have that. For better, for worse. But everybody likes me. Like, who doesn't like me? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so after that heavy and deep conversation with your brother, what happened after that? A party for a year. You partied for a year? So imagine, I was... I was oh, right. You were gone. Yeah, of course. I was in, I was in, in the desert. Uh, you know, like I wasn't around any women. And I was in yeah. Vegas. Oh shit! Yeah, and there were women everywhere. So yeah. the first week, party. Right, the first week I left, and like I left for a couple of days. My brother came back, and he's like, "Yo, where you been at?" And I was like, "What are you, my mom? What do you mean where I've been at?" I'm in Vegas. Right. And he was like, "What? Like, what day is like? Is it Sunday? It's like, yeah. It's like it's Thursday. Like, I went out Friday and then come back to that Thursday. It was that? It was that wild. Oh shit! Like for a year, you party know. Boy. Yeah, and I like. I kind of leveled out and mm. got used. You to needed to get out of your system. It was yeah. all built up in there. You're like, I, I've yeah. been away. Yeah, okay. You know. So after you got the partying out, uh, where are you at now? What are you feeling? What are you thinking? So <laughs> after that, I go to Columbia on okay. accidents. On, on accident. Yeah. So how this, do you go on accident? This this is how you go on accident, <laughs> right? So I was gonna go to Brazil, right? Okay. To, uh, I was gonna go to Brazil to World Cup, right? And then. Oh, nice. And then I'm going to tell you the story. It's going to be kind of long, but we'll get to no, no, it. Yeah. It'll bring you to where like I got to. It's going to make sense. <laughs> so I went, you know what I'm saying? I went to Brazil. Yeah. Got to Panama. They're about to like cut me off at the border because for some reason I couldn't get into the country. You know okay. what I mean? Because yeah. at the time, yeah. since America made it hard for Brazilians to get in the country, Brazilians made it for. Oh, and they like have payback, right? Revenge. Little, you know, and being Got on it. name Muhammad, I was like on the FBI watch list for years because of because of the Patriot Act and shit, right? Oh, shit. So they were like, "Hey, Mr. Hey, Mr. Sultan, we're gonna fly you back to Vegas," and I was like, "No, you're not, right?" Yeah. So I just jumped off the airplane, not the airplane. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, not, not the airplane." <laughs> I walked you're out like... of the airport in Panama. I was like, that's a crazy story. Right. Yeah, I walked out the airport in Panama. I was like, do I need a visa to be here? Yeah. And I was like, no. So I just stayed there for two weeks. Yeah. Got to the hostels. And if you travel abroad, you should yeah. always go to hostels as opposed yeah. to hotels. Uh-huh. Because people in hostels know what's going on. And people in hotels don't mm. really, really, hostels are like 13. You know, it's like, yeah. there's all, there's like a mood board to tell you everything to do. Really? And like, where, where the, yeah, just like any country, right? Yeah. 
so you get to see the tourist stuff and yeah. stuff that tourists don't know about because oh. yeah so i got there i met these two girls from france it was uh and these other guys and yeah decided to like go on a little road trip adventure oh that's amazing that's awesome right cool. and it was like they were like hey do you you know how to drive a stick shift and i was like i'm from detroit are you serious <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean so we go we find these little these little islands right yeah and i was like since i'm down here for two weeks i want to go to columbia because it's right there it's right there yeah so it's like cross go across the wrong land it's like mm-hmm. can't go across that way the park is in the, like you don't yeah. want to do that right so if you read the spanish websites mm-hmm. right the plane tickets are cheaper and every mm-hmm. time that i'm in there it's yeah. like 200 to get to columbia 50 to get back and i was like if there's I'm in. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> but if there's if it's 50 to get back mm-hmm. there has to be a cheaper way to go right there. right that's true so we're driving around i'm still checking we're driving around and we drive around and find this private beach it looked just like this movie uh have you ever seen each one of my no, but it's not, I mean, I, I love beaches. I'm like, I'm in. It's like, a movie about people finding the beach for okay. Mexico. It won an Oscar in like 2001. The beach looked just like the beach okay. from the movie. I love the, it. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're I'm going out swimming. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, um, I see this little clear softball thing in yeah. the water. I try to grab it. Something tells me not to. It's a jellyfish? It's a jellyfish. And I'm like treading water, like in between a school of jellyfish. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, um, don't ask me how I know this, but if you ever get stung by a jellyfish. Be on yourself. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so we went there. I haven't done that, but I just know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta you know, be prepared, so, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully you can pee on yourself because yeah. it's a really odd thing to ask somebody. <laughs> You're to, like, I can't do it. I didn't right. think you <laughs> like, I'm going to need you to pee on <laughs> yeah. me. Like, oh. Oh, that would be where I have no. Uh, oh, my God. Imagine. Like, can you please pee on me? All right. Yeah. Somebody get R. Kelly. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we drive from there. Yeah. We go to this place called San Blas Islands. Mm-hmm. San Blas Islands are beautiful. Also, if you okay. ever get the opportunity, Panama is amazing. Mm-hmm. I've you, heard great things about it. You can get there for about 200 bucks if you get the tickets at the right time. Right. I spend that on a weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. And so San Blas Islands are, be- are beautiful. I'm looking at these ferries that go to Colombia. Yeah. And same thing, 250 to get over there, 50 to get back mm-hmm. until we find this guy. Mm-hmm about 75 if he's a day and it's like i'll take it for 25 no 75 american i'm in we, wow we get in yeah yeah so and this is this is where the story gets out of control i'm, I'm ready this boat is built for two people <laughs> there's five of us yeah, and I was like, him. I, well i know it's already more than two people yeah so. there's, yeah there's five of us and him oh god we get into the water oh god it's about 30 minutes before the storm hits and these waves are fucking crazy now. Go up the wave. They're so big that I'm looking directly up the sky. Shut up. You go down the wave. I am looking directly down at the sea. Now, in my head, I am scared as shit. I yeah. am screaming. I would be scared as shit too. Are you kidding me? But there's ladies present. <laughs> so I gotta put I wouldn't on, even care. I'd be like, <laughs> Yeah, I gotta put on the fucking tough guy face. You know what I'm saying? Something like You're this. Like, I'm, I'm like, we're gonna die y'all. But like in my head, I'm like, yeah, no, nah, it's okay, everybody calm down, we'll be all right. And this motherfucker, like looks like so a funny. statue and shit, just like you know, like it yeah, doesn't yeah, even yeah. affect him. Rain's hitting his face, it's crazy. We yeah. sixteen hours up and down, up and down. Sixteen hours? Yeah, and that's we get to the halfway point because there's a little island. Right in the middle, there's this little island we we rest and stand the night at, and then another sixteen hours till we get to Cartagena. Damn! So how did you guys like sleep on the boat and stuff? No, we slept on this little island that's in the middle oh, of the thing. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I was like, how yeah, yeah. Whoa! 
Yeah, so yeah, and then 20 minutes after we get to Cartagena, no more storm. Cartagena is beautiful. It's like, I think it's the oldest city in the Americas. Wow, wow. Yeah, so we went there, then we went to like Medellin. Beautiful. Yeah, Medellin is amazing. Um, and in Medellin, for all of, all the guys listening out there, in Medellin, Colombia, there is, three, because of narco drug trafficking, there are yeah. 350, 375,000 more women than men. Really? Yeah. Wow. You're like, so basically. Yeah. So I had. If you're single, move to Colombia. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I went out there and I danced yeah. a little bit because yeah, when yeah. you grow up looking like a serial killer, when you want to no. talk to women, no. you have to learn how to make them laugh or you have to learn how to dance, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm getting there, we're dancing, I almost yeah. get arrested. Like, because these. Five minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was crazy because it was like these, this guy with a beard robbed the store. And the cops thought it was me. No. Said so it rolled up on me with M16s oh. and shit, right? I'm like, yo, soy Americano. And then they listened to like me trying to speak Spanish and shit. And they realized that I was American. And the beautiful thing about being American, yeah. it is the next best thing to being retarded. Really? Yes, because when you're American and you go to different countries, they don't expect you to know shit. Or you know, or anything like you know, what I'm saying like they just think you're the dumbest motherfucker really? in the world. Really, they're just like dumb American. Yeah, and he's like, "There's no way he did. It. He's American. He's just curious. Like, come <laughs> on, use that to my advantage while I was down there." But I, it was no hard feelings. I took, I took, put, took a selfie with the cop and put it on my uh my Facebook <laughs> yeah, at the really time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like it's not that's not the first time some a cop put a gun on me. You know what I'm saying? That's this is scary. Is this like a? Uh, does this, has this happened to you multiple times? Like I grew up in Detroit. Is, is that normal? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's uh, okay. Is it's, it normal because just growing up in Detroit, or was it certain neighborhoods, or like your, who you were hanging out with? Like, what was it? It's because I am a six foot three. Yes, you're very tall. Uh, two hundred, uh, three hundred pound black man. Mm -hmm. I was born looking guilty. No, you're, uh, that's just being profiled. Yeah, or something. yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it shit happens. I'm not saying I'm not saying every police officer in the world does that. Yeah. But some do. But yes, enough of it. It's happened. A cut. It's yes. happened enough times mm -hmm. to where, like, you know, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Wow, wow. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. That's that's horrible. You should uh, never be accused of something you didn't do just because of the way that you look. It's fucked up. Uh, do better. Um, after Colombia, after I was getting arrested. Okay. <laughs> where did you go? So after Colombia, go. I come back. Go to Panama. Go home. Go back. You know, what I'm saying, go visit my sister. Yeah. In Detroit and. What happened was I, st I talked to my best friend, Dave, you know what I'm saying? And I was telling him all the things that I was telling you, right? And as I was talking to Dave, I'm like, he's telling, I'm telling him all this shit. Yeah. And as we're talking, it's negative 40 outside. And my sister, who's what I like to call a typical Midwestern woman, mm -hmm. which means. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> it means she doesn't give a fuck how cold it is outside. You're not smoking cigarettes in her house. <laughs> right? That's fair. Cigarette smells. So, yeah. It so, lingers in there. So, as me and Dave are talking, I'm like, hey, Dave, you, uh, you, you shave off half your mustache? And he looks at me like, what I said is like the dumbest thing you ever said. No, anybody's like, ever said. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what do you mean that I shave off half my mustache? I'm like, bro, half your mustache is gone. And he was like, fuck out of here. Half my mustache is gone. So, I put my phone on selfie mode and I showed him. So, he smokes like this. So, while we were talking, I'm telling him the story. He touches his mustache, it freezes and breaks off like right in front of my no. face. And my brain didn't fucking register that it was possible because I've never seen I've never no shit heard like of that. that. Yeah. Whoa. Now, you know, saying in Michigan, right? Like negative 10 is common, right? Negative 20 happens. Negative 
30 is for, rare. Oh. Negative 40 is like some shit that we've never seen. That is terrifying. It was, it was, it was insane, mm -hmm. you know? And that's when I decided to come here. It was like, cause I was either going to go to Nike <laughs> here or in New York. York. Yeah. But when I saw somebody's mustache <laughs> fall off, I was like, like, I'm going, <laughs> yeah, never like, you can't have a fucking mustache out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't have a fucking mustache. I'm getting the fuck out of here. He's you know what I mean? So, and that's what brought me to NIFA. You to know NIFA. And yeah. so you said you started at New York Film Academy, for anyone who doesn't know the short NIFA, the abbreviation, uh, yeah. film school in Burbank and New York. Yeah. And have, I think Miami too, like all yeah. over. Did you know what you wanted to do in the program or was it just like, I'm going to feel it out and see like what I gravitate towards? Well, yeah, no, I have like, I had... I knew exactly uh, what I wanted because my idea, like from growing up in a theater to like wanting to control how the stories are, right. I wanted a comprehensive education on yes. everything that's going on behind the camera. One, because if I know how to do everything, I know what to, I know what's possible exactly. and I know what I can ask for. Yes. So what I did was I called around to different film schools mm -hmm. and I asked them a simple question, mm -hmm. just one. It was like, when will I get to touch a camera? And like, some of it's like four semesters, two semesters, right. Right, you know, all yeah. these things. And, and then, your film academy is like the, yeah. the, week, the first weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, Literally. Second, day, second, second day, day of class. Yep. So I wanted a vocational education mm -hmm. because the way I, I picture Hollywood is like this, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not me saying it, it's just like me studying how things go. Right. You coming in as a new person, not, mm -hmm. a, not a legacy. Right. It's run by people who have a secure spot that have no reason to give you a chance, right. no matter what you are. Mm -hmm. So you have to create your own opportunities, mm -hmm. right? And once you create something of value, then yeah. people will run and give you money. And it's yeah. like, if you look at the independent film industry, like, mm -hmm. and you study this whole thing, it's always been like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. What were your thoughts when you were starting film school? Like, you know, it's, it's film school is different than a regular college, uh, right? Uh, did you know how to turn on a camera? Did you know how? Do you know the? Did you know the basics of like? I didn't know shit, and not only did I know sh not know shit, like I had to adjust to going to school with people that mm -hmm. were a lot younger than I am, mm -hmm. and when you're a little bit older, like when you're in your thirties, yeah. yeah, you take your education more seriously. I think so too. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not saying that young people don't, but it's like but you, so you're just kind of like, hmm. yeah, you it's, have, it's not as urgent. Yeah, when you go when you're going back to school or like later on, yeah. you're just like, I'm here for a reason. I'm not wasting my fucking yeah. time. I'm here to learn shit, get shit done. Yeah. Versus like when you're younger, you're like, oh, I just got to get through this to get to the next step of my life. Yeah, or, you know exactly. Yeah. And then there, there the cat. There's the little cattiness of people that just kind of graduated high school, mm -hmm. and, and you hear about how I don't like this person, I'm like I don't like yeah, that like, person. Yeah, like, like oh, it doesn't even matter in the real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who gives a fuck? You won't like you didn't know him five years from now. You True. won't know him five five years in the future. Yeah. Uh, what was the biggest lesson you learned in in film school? Oh my god! So one of the things uh, besides learning how to put a film together, right? The weird thing is. Because of my age, I went to, I had a, a lot of teachers that worked on shows that I watched when I, with my grandmother when I was a kid, when I was like really young. No way, that's cool. Yeah, like, I don't know if you ever heard of Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote, yes, of course. You Murder, know, the she art wrote, director yes. from there or like the A-Team and all that. That's cool. Oh, yeah, 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 nice. yeah, yeah. Nice. So like I was, I was seeing these guys' work mm -hmm. that I'd, I'd seen as a kid and one, like one of them was talking about like going to film festivals and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's like yeah. while I'm there, yeah. I started going to film festivals mm -hmm. just to see how they run. And I learned a very 
important thing about that. Mm. So if you are in film school, yes. right? Everybody yeah. thinks that their short film mm-hmm. is going to be like the greatest thing ever. It's going to be a fest- festival darling and shit. Yeah, yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about your short film. <laughs> like, truly. Because, no one gives a fuck about your short film. Like, truly. The, be- the best way to get a short film seen yeah. Yeah. is if it's in an anthology mm-hmm. that's part of like a, a bigger, bigger thing. Right. You know yes. what I mean? So, like, it was one of those things where, like, I was tell- talking to people, like, yo, let's put yeah. a film together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because every film festival has programming blocks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if your shit doesn't fit in the block it could be the best thing in the world they don't fit yeah you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so and that's what they're looking to film right so yeah so if you're making a short film put them together with some people that have some kind of similar mm-hmm. get a guy to kind of narrate it and make that bitch a feature because nobody gives a fuck about your short film damn that's that's cool i actually uh, i like that that's cool uh, put them together like how that first directing class uh, was it like oh shit this is this is the passion this is what i want to do that's exactly what happened it mm-hmm. was like it was yeah mm-hmm. because it's like it's like being like the maestro in an orchestra yeah you know what i'm exactly. saying i don't have to play guitar i can play exactly. you you play the guitar and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so you know i love that so i got this idea mm-hmm. we have to work we have to eat right right mm-hmm. so i looked at what is going to keep me on set to talk talking to people mm-hmm. so I can make money to do my projects, right? Right. Oh, so yeah. that's how I got into doing um, sound and recording. Oh, you do sound as well? I, yeah. Oh my I, god, I, sorry. I just introduced you as a film as a film director. So. I mean, yeah, that's what I do to to pay the bills. But, but I, sound sound pays the bills, and I take the money I make doing that and put it into the directing stuff. Into yeah. your see, yeah. okay, yeah, that's okay. That's really good advice and t- uh, info and insight because a lot of filmmakers, independent, can't support themselves with just you know the the finances of right. making their own movies. So it's like you got to get a side job or work some you know basically work. Yeah. So that's really cool. You're still doing something in the film industry. It's you know it's giving me the op- the opportunity to meet a lot of people, people yeah. that I've worked with and people that I used to watch on television when I was yeah. A so when did you start like? getting into sound like did you learn it also in film school and you're like oh shit like i like this this could be a backup uh second uh actually yeah second semester when mm-hmm. they when they taught us sound like yeah, I, yeah. I started talking to the sound teacher and i was like what i was doing in school is me and my buddies were getting together yeah and we were trying to like you know shoot more shit just to have yeah, to have content. the experience yeah. yeah you just need to yeah you need to have a lot of stuff you gotta and, always put stuff out there right so then i learned i learned there's this really weird thing right it was like we can get everybody to do anything for free except for a sound guy. Yeah. And I was like, if I buy everyone it, pays for sound always, even in right. film school. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the student project. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, if I have all this equipment, we don't have to pay the sound guy. Then I was like, wait a minute. I can be the sound guy. Right. I'll always get paid if I am mm-hmm. the sound guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got into that. I talked to my teacher and I was like, look, I'm really into getting mm-hmm. sound. So in order to in order to have like the best career, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, for the cheapest, right. you know, the more economical. Right. So he was like, don't ever go under, he was like, okay, don't ever go under a Sennheiser mic or the Sennheiser Labs. Mm-hmm. These, this is the equipment. Mm-hmm. If you record with this, you can make feature films and they sound great. If you go under this, 
you'll never get hired in. And you know what I'm saying? Wow, it's, um, what shitty. a great advice. Yeah. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got into doing that and I was like working mm-hmm. whilst I was in school. Sound, sound keep, it keeps the lights on. Like when yeah. it's directing, it's, it's more things that I write that I want to put on. on okay, screen. so you're also writing too. Of course. So yeah. you write all, yeah, because like some directors are like, no, I just direct. And yeah. then some people are like, no, I want to see it come to life from my mind. You yeah. know, like it was all an idea here and then I see it come to life. So when you write, are you taking personal experiences, things you've heard, seen, you know, like how, where are you getting the inspiration from? Um, Everything and everywhere. There's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, the thing about writing or directing is you have mm-hmm. some people's attention for this set amount of time. So it's like, what do you want to say? Right. You know what I mean? So like, in each thing I write, there's something, even the comedies are something that mm-hmm. I, I wanted want people to learn right like i recently like finished this uh romantic comedy about kwanzaa cool <laughs> yeah yeah and do you usually write romance or is this like a new genre you jumped into it was me like it was me like trying something new because it's yeah. like you know you know because of like what I do you think, usually write like what's your go-to like action or horror really yeah and you went to romance yeah that's fun cool right because i feel like if you're trying to tell the you story can do it all, then yeah the story will tell you what it needs to be that's true yeah and like i was sitting it was so funny because when i wrote it yeah i was sitting in class mm-hmm. at night right i was and i was i was we we're thinking of things to write in like treatments and i said I was talking about like oh this guy takes his his uh, afro-cuban girlfriend home yeah to show her the true meaning of Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say that shit without laughing. It was fucking hilarious, <laughs> right? So that's when I was like, okay, this is the thing that I'm writing about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, basically, do you know anything about Kwanzaa? Not much, I would love to know okay. more. Okay, so Kwanzaa was like kind of yeah. created in like the 60s. Okay. And it's about celebrating Africanness, right? Yeah. And like people in the diaspora. Okay. now. Recently, things have changed, but Afro-Latinos don't yeah. see themselves, as, didn't, at least when I was younger, see themselves yeah. as being black. Okay. Even though, like, because yeah. the term black people think just means black American. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it means at right. all. The textbook definition is anybody of African or Aboriginal descent. descent. Yeah. So it's like, no matter where you are, right. everything comes from yeah. Africa. Yeah. So it's like a holiday where everybody... From no matter where right. your people are from or what right. language they speak, you can celebrate this thing. Yeah, you know, Africanness and like you yeah. know maybe the creator was talking about like hey maybe one day it'll be like single single to my own. Yeah, whatever. exactly. So <laughs> it's about this guy who is from Chicago. He's a mm-hmm. middle class guy. Okay. With this huge kind of crazy family, which mm-hmm. I kind of brace on my huge family. Yeah, because eleven siblings <laughs> and they're kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like my dad, my dad had like eleven brothers and sisters, and all of them had like at least three kids. Even the gay one had like three kids and yeah. shit. So it was like, yeah. it, you know, it was it's like, like one, just expanding. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a village. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like his girlfriend is upper class and an only child. Okay. So when she goes to meet his family, there's kind of a culture shock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or the idea of how I don't yeah. have anything in common with these people, but you kind of do. Right. Because if you go to like the Dominican Republic yeah. or like Puerto, or if you've been to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. or, you know, or Colombia, like yeah. all the music is from Africa, mm-hmm. right? Like there's similarities to that. Totally. There's, and there's actually cultural similarities between us that we don't really yeah. acknowledge because yeah. we don't know about that. Right. Because I was like, oh shit, like, 
<laughs> I was like, I was telling, like, when I went to the Dominican Republic, and I was hanging out with people, and like, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. damn, this is the same shit that we do at home. Y'all just do it in Spanish and shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, same, same, but different. You, you know? know, yeah. Like I was walking down the street, and I saw somebody getting their hair braided on the porch. I was like, what in the yeah. fuck? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I wrote that because I think people in general are a lot closer than what they think than they what are. They think, yeah. yeah, and it's good that you're writing that new stories because like I'm tired of seeing the same shit over and over. So like that's uh. refreshing to hear. Like something that I've never really tapped into, but I would love to learn more. And like the way you mm. talk about it in your perspective, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. And you're yeah. so right. A lot of cultures celebrate similar things that we don't even realize. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you also said you wrote horror. Yeah. Feature or yeah. So, okay, in your opinion, mm -hmm. what makes a good horror story? Okay, one, mm -hmm. the lead has to be a female. Really? Yeah. Tell me why. Well, well, it's <laughs> because if, if you look at horror movies- All the guys are like- Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you look at old older horror movies and classic horror movies, they're always right? female-led, like right? Like Carrie, Exorcist, yeah. or- Alien. Alien, yeah, okay. And traditionally, these mm -hmm. these movies is, are about a woman finding her power. Oh, wow, yeah. You know, like, if you look at Aliens, right? Right. And, like, if you look at Aliens, like, the story, like, Ripley, mm -hmm. she turns into a badass yeah. from being weak. The first movie, she was still weak at the end, but she right. was outsmarted the alien. Right. The... The idea of being a mother, that's being the mother to this little girl that she couldn't be to her own child, right? Turns her into a fearless badass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And because the thing overpowered her so much, you're more invested in her story and mm -hmm. like what happens and her like, and like and like watching this transition. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. I never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a cool perspective. Yeah. And are you into jump scares? Do you feel like that's that needs to be in there? Like, what oh. what kind of horror like movies are you writing? Okay, so the last one I wrote was a horror movie about in about the internet. We filmed part I of mean, it. That is pretty scary. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the like, internet. Yeah, yeah. We like it was based on some things that I found out. Um, like what? researching the deep web. Oh, like the dark web. Yeah, yeah. Like back when, back when it was young. Like I found out. <laughs> back when it was born. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I found out a, a whole bunch of things about the dark web because, like, the way I write, what? it's coming. I have like a whole bunch of siblings growing up in the house. There's like a lot of chaos, yeah. so everything is like fucking on and all yeah. this shit. And I'm like writing, listening to fucking <laughs> ten things going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, wow, I'm listening to this yeah, thing, yeah. and I was, I heard this thing about uh, this documentary about this guy named. Peter Scully. Okay. And what Peter Scully did um, is in the Philippines for 15 years, he made snuff films and like child porn and shit, right? Mm -hmm. And he sold he, and he oh, sold them. I have, no, I have no mercy for child for not. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. who the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, I will find you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go Liam Neeson on your ass. <laughs> right, right. As well you should. Yeah. So, like, as I researched, like, the first one, he made this movie called Daisy's Destruction. If hearing about it, because I didn't, I didn't want to do, I didn't do the research to see it, because I don't need to see it, because I know what's in it. Yeah. What, um, it turned my stomach. That's yeah. a feat. You know what I'm saying? It take it takes a lot, and there's all these things going on. This this whole little world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Going on under the surface, and that yeah. like people don't really know this, but at the time, 
before uh, Bitcoin was really popular, the dark web gave like fucking Bitcoin was giving Bitcoin its value oh. because like these there's these websites like the Silk Road that oh. traded exclusively in Bitcoin. Oh. So you mm. could get drugs delivered to you, you oh, can hire shit. a hitman, you can buy child porns and like in these supposedly oh. untraceable and currency. I was gonna say it's not traceable, that's probably why, right? It wasn't at the time. Oh, it is now. Now it is okay. Right now, right now people are like looking back to Shane and finding all those people that made illegal purposes and like taking them to fucking jail and shit. You know what I mean? Well, don't do illegal shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't like, yeah. Don't buy child porn. <laughs> really? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know I don't go I mean? bad for you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like, so I'm looking, you know, I'm looking mm -hmm. at this. I was like, this is this whole world. Such a dark world. Right. But also the good things that this used before, it's like all the things that we know about what's going mm -hmm. on in North Korea. Yeah. Have been because news reporter have been smuggling out through the dark web, right? Because oh, because of the oh. they control everything. So it's just right. you know what I'm saying. It's just like it's just like a fire. You know what I'm saying. You can use it to cook food for How your family. How do you get even on there? Like I don't even like. Okay. Not, I okay. mean, like you know, I don't know. Like, okay. I don't know if that's the right is, question, uh, but I'm trying. Like, is there like a secret? Like, do you type in the dark web? Like, what no. the fuck do you type in? I don't know. There's this browser called the un there, where there used to be this browser called the Onion browser that made it make it more accessible to people. Okay. I don't know if it's still up. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time, there's a lot of viruses and shit going on, and you know, mm -hmm. what I'm saying we I'm do sure. it. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people hacking in the computers and Ooh. shit. But like, I'm so scared of getting hacked. Yeah. Yeah. So scary. It's too easy now with social media and stuff to like click this link and then oh, they yeah. own every like they know everything. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah. with me, it's always like this this random girl that's always really that's really interested in me. In one reason, it's like, hey baby, what's your phone number? Could you type this in? And I'm like, yeah, like what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You're like, no, don't do it. Yeah, no, because it's, it's a trap. Yeah, it's a lot harder for me to talk to people. This never happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Okay, so there's like a browser you could go on that yeah. lets you access this. Yeah, one of yeah, it's one of the ways. It's the easiest way is, is to go to the Onion browser. Wow, yeah. wow, yeah. and you can literally just find anything that's like there's no uh, limitations on there, right? Like there's you can find anything. Everything, on there. everything or is you it possibly all, think of. Huh? Is it, it could there? Is it all bad and dark stuff, or is it? It's no. just everything. It's just everything. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like every yeah. if you look at Los Angeles, right? Every bright, shiny thing that you can ever find is mm -hmm. here. But at the same time, there are people mm -hmm. living on the streets by the beach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like these beautiful Hollywood starlets doing their thing and having, having living their best lives, eating vegan and like, right. you know. Right. But there's also people getting chopped up somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like somewhere. There's a dark you know, side to this world. You know what I'm saying? And it, it is. It's like what you choose to see, and that's the Rock. thing because yeah. everything is all here. Mm -hmm. It's just what you vibrate to. Wow. Yeah, that's some deep shit. Yeah. Okay, so back to your writing. Okay. You said you love your. You want a female lead. That's like yeah, what's definitely. key. It is. What else is key in a scary movie? Okay, so one, uh, there has to be one survivor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. There's been a lot of them where they all die off. And yeah. Kind of like okay. That's because of star power. And but that's the thing. Uh, yeah, that's the thing, right? You have to know what you had. Oh, also, mm -hmm. scary movies work better mm -hmm. if the lead actress or lead person mm -hmm. doesn't have a name. Doesn't have a name. Like they're they're not famous. Oh, okay, okay. I thought like in the like, story. Like, no, 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 no. I, like then, she's just yeah. nameless. She's just, I was like, have I watched the movie yeah. where the character doesn't have a name? Right. So it's like <laughs> like an up and coming actress. Right. Okay, cool. Because this is how like you know psychology, right? And how mm -hmm. you get invested into it. Mm -hmm. 
you have to know that you know you have to know that the, that the lead character can die right yes. it's possible right. right if if i pay for i don't know Anne hathaway for example they probably won't film, even kill her off right I yeah. Mean, yeah she'll be in she will be at the end right, right. that's the crazy thing that was one of the things that made scary movie not scary movie scream yeah so like because they killed off the main characters they, yeah they, they killed off drew barrymore yeah you're like and drew barrymore was like you know popping a, off yeah and, she's a legacy trout mm -hmm. actress there's four generations of barrymore so when right. you see her at the beginning of the film yeah, yeah. there's no way in the fuck you think that she's gonna get yeah first 10 minutes mm -hmm. so like you didn't know and everybody right. else in that movie at that time right was very loop you know very yeah. mid-level i yeah, think yeah, yeah yeah i think nev campbell was maybe yeah because she had yeah party of five right right but like that so she true. wasn't a ho she wasn't like a household name yeah. like she was after that movie right so in order to get invested in the story mm -hmm. you have to know that anybody anybody can get it and if you don't know who the star is yeah that's how you know you know what i mean but also just because you're making whether it's a slasher film or whatever right you have to invest in this you have to invest in the story and you have to i watch bad horror movies <laughs> you know what i'm saying because yeah. people I'm who like, like willingly horror, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> oh my god yeah people who like horror movies like like where specifically like horror movies yeah like bad horror movies because yeah. you can learn from them too but the script is always first the script in this in any story the script is king because everybody is trying to express an idea and trying to teach a lesson right. from those ideas and even mm -hmm. like older horror movies they had things they wanted to teach if you look at yeah. what like in the 70s like rosemary's baby or yeah something. Yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying there's lessons right mm -hmm. like hey don't have unprotected sex you <laughs> might die don't do drugs you might die True. you know what i'm saying yeah. i mean <laughs> I mean, you might die from doing drugs, you know, not literally yeah. a guy's going to come and chop your right, head off, right. but you know, right. these drugs exactly. might kill you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about directing? I want to know what you struggle with when it comes to directing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm really a people person. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, that's hilarious. <laughs> literally a director just works with people all the time, especially yeah. actors, and you're like in their face, yeah. like telling them how to be vulnerable and uh. like how to like so yeah. how come you're not a people person? Because I'm a little too direct. And some sometimes people might take it the wrong way or something. Or... Yeah, yeah. Like I don't like I don't mean it to be a certain way, no, but, but also... you're not sugarcoating it. You're not gonna yeah. it's not fake. But it's cool. Also, we'll be there all fucking day until I get what I like. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Some people be like, oh, you know, three. Like, no, we're doing this shit mm -hmm. one time, five times, 50 times. Mm -hmm. I mean, times you got to fucking do it mm -hmm. to get it done because I know you're capable of doing it because right. that's why I hired you. What happens when it takes a little longer to get the actors where you really want them to be? Uh -huh. You know, what, like, what, like, notes or what did, like, what do you do with your actors to kind of get them there to where they need to get? It depends on the actor because, mm -hmm. you know, it, because, Different people need different things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and you have to look at the person that you're talking to and figure out which way mm -hmm. of motivating motivating them is going to give you the best version of theirself. Right, right. You know, at the end of the day, like, we're all trying to make tell a story together. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, like, I don't, it's like I don't really dislike anybody that I've worked with. Um, however, I can be a little hard. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you think that comes from the marine background? I come. I think it comes from my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. She had. I'm. I'm gonna tell. You, I'm gonna caveat real quick, and I'm gonna yeah, tell yeah. you a story about, yeah, yeah. about my mom. Yeah. I love Let's her. Let's do it. And she's like the toughest broad I've ever I've ever love met. It. Right. Yeah. So I used to have these chores, right? Yeah. And um, and when I would come home, uh, when she would, uh, she's like, "Got till I get home from work to yeah. do them." Yeah. So when I got them done, everything was cool. Right. But when I didn't get them done. Uh, she she would come to ask me. Well, she would come to like, ask did me. Did you do your chores? Yeah, and I would give her all these excuses of yeah. why they weren't done. And my right. mother would look me in my eye and be like, Muhammad, I, I don't give a fuck. What? You know what I'm saying? You're <laughs> alive. There should be done. Right. Then she'd beat my ass, and then I would have to do them anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, I, yeah. you know, some people had the parents that didn't whoop them. Right. I did. Right. You know what I'm right. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Like now hearing about, like now you can't even touch your kids, right? It's well, like, fuck, I can't. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, growing up, you know, yeah. in a different generation where yeah. it was normal to get hit yeah. with a belt or a shoe yeah. or, you know, hand or yeah. whatever. Do you think it, it shaped you into the man that you are today? Definitely. Because I, I say that to people all the time. Like, I don't give a fuck. Why are you telling me this shit? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I think there's a difference between child rearing and child abuse. Right. The the difference be, and the difference is mm -hmm. not whether or not you hit the child or what you hit the child with. Right. The reason is why you hit a, hit a child. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are hitting a child to punish them, that's abuse. But if right. you're hitting a child to teach them something, yeah, that's a whole different thing, right? Because right? right. when you, yeah. if you have because one everything doesn't work for every child, right? Right. If you're the type of parent, yeah, that believes in giving the child the rod. Mm -hmm. You should never be angry at them when you do it. Mm, that's that's a, okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have kids? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, uh, no, I mean I love kids. Yeah. I'm waiting for the white, the right yeah, woman. Right, yeah. You know, course. I don't want to be limited, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, what I'm saying so. If I say I wouldn't date somebody, I'm, yeah. if I say I wouldn't date somebody in the film industry, yeah. I would meet somebody <laughs> tomorrow that would literally, you know what I'm saying? Love. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so I want to keep that open. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Okay, because okay, it's ladies. more about, you know, it's yeah. about qualities. Of you know course. what I mean? Of course. Best part of directing. What is that for you? The beautiful thing is like, mm -hmm. you get to like see people at their most vulnerable. You know yes. what I mean? Like you, yes. everybody you're with, they show you mm -hmm. a side of themselves that they never show anybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when they're, I think that's when people are the most beautiful. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. When you're trying to get like a certain emotion out of an actor and, you know, what if it's like an emotion that maybe you haven't personally like felt or experienced? How, mm -hmm. how would you tell some, like an actor to mm -hmm. go about that? Well, first, I'd have to talk to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if it's something that I don't know, like mm -hmm. I don't really know about, yeah. I have to see what their life experience is right. and see if I can get something close to it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I Like in school, like they tell you, like, you know, try to like relate it to something that they've been through or ex mm. certain experiences. And then mm. you can like hit that emotion when, when it's like, oh, like, you basically tell them a word and it's like, oh yeah, they want me to like hit this emotion. Yeah. Or this. Um, so how often are you shooting and writing like in throughout the year? Like how many projects are you trying to get out there? Like, okay. yeah, I keep, I keep something going on once a year. Either I'm okay. either I'm writing or I'm shoot, I'm shooting on mm -hmm. like my thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, with, with doing sound, because that keeps yeah. me busy a lot, yeah. except for lately, you know, because of the, the strike. strike. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, are you affected by the strike? Definitely, because yeah. it's like this, like, late, um, one, there's less projects. Yeah. Two, I was like in the reality, I was doing like the reality thing for a while, which isn't... Reality TV? Yeah. 
What type of show? Like what kind of reality oh, TV? I worked with the, I worked with the Zeus Network for a while nice. on a couple of their shows. Cool. I was uh, I worked on Jasmine's Cabaret. Nice. Uh, One more chance. Um, Baddies West. Um, Bad Boys LA. <laughs> cool. Yeah. How different is reality TV? I know it's different, but yeah. like when you're on set, like on a reality TV set, like what's going on? <laughs> oh my god! So <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So I'll. It's funny because yeah. I used to think it was fake. You thought reality TV was fake? Yeah, isn't thought, that a little bit like prompt? Not, not when I, not with the Zeus Network. Really? What they're what they're good at doing mm -hmm. is they're good at finding big personalities, mm -hmm. putting them together in a small room. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'm trying, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And letting things naturally go on, like they might set up a scenario, uh. but the things that are happening in that scenario. 100% the people that are in the room. Do, do you ever see like the producers kind of like, maybe like, like not instigating it, but be like, oh, you, if you want more screen time, you should talk to this person or something. Not if you, I've never heard him say, yeah. if you want more screen, yeah. screen time. Um, I've had, I've seen a producer like, mm -hmm. like step in and like talk to somebody because they were trying to like, one of, like, I'm not going to say what show yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. But basically, two people in the show were kind of punk. And was like, if you do this, I'm not going on. And it was like, uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> or, or even saying it's like, or, you know, I've seen a producer say, like, yo, who, like, this isn't the person that you that you were when you sent in your reel. Yeah. Who is this? You know what I'm saying? Who is this guy? Who is you? <laughs> yeah. Like, who, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never seen them, seen them instigate a fight because, like, some of those fights are fucking out. I've seen them yeah. out of control. Yeah. Like, they were out of control. They were out of control. Like, actual fights? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was literally telling Nate before this. I don't know if you know the show Bad Girls Club. It used yeah. To <laughs> yeah, I know Bad Girls Club. <laughs> I told Nate that's... I picked up on uh, how to fight through that show because yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Apparently, that show, like, um, a lot of... On TikTok, a lot of, like, um, the behind the scenes is coming out. How, uh, like, the contestants endured a lot of, like, abuse from yeah. the producers. And, like, they were... They got their shit, like, um, destroyed. They... Uh, like, for example, they would let the girls stay out past curfew because the other girls that were beefing with those other girls that were out, mm -hmm. they were letting them destroy their personal items in the house. Holy shit. Putting condiments on it, like, sauce. Yeah. Put, throwing it in the bathtub, peeing on it. Wow. Disgusting. Like, doing the absolute worst thing... Also, not even safe to like touch that shit. Yeah. And, like, go, but the producers literally and the camera, like they were just filming everything to let the girls like come in and like they let them get jumped. They let them like find all their stuff. Yeah. And like I had no idea like all this like crazy behind the scenes was happening from the produce from production side. And yeah. I was like, damn, that's really sad to think about. Like when you're on a show and maybe like the production doesn't have your best interests and they're just yeah. really trying to get the drama and they'll do anything to get that and yeah. i feel like a lot of that has changed throughout the years with mm. reality tv because yeah. now it's like you can't do that you know it's like gotta set boundaries but i feel like they got away with a lot of crazy shit before right yeah and now it's kind of like no you can't do that like <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're way, there's a lot more a lot more rules i feel like <laughs> yeah no i mean that that wasn't my experience yeah however i will say i saw a lot of crazy stuff and mm -hmm. like you know sometimes like the producers and like this and like security had to step in before it escalated. It got worse. But there, there is like, but at least with the people that I was working with, mm -hmm. it was like we're gonna put these personalities mm -hmm. together. Yeah, we're gonna watch, we're gonna record, mm -hmm. and see what happens. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And like with that, like all everything was 
it was all about the casting. Oh, you know okay, what I mean? yeah, so the, it yeah. is all about, yeah, yeah it really yeah, is all yeah. about casting. What are you working on right now? Okay, so I'm working on the horror movie that I shot uh, last year. Okay. Basically, yeah. whole bunch of things happened with that. Yeah. We ended up having to stop production in the center. Like halfway through? Oh, yeah, because like, oh my God. Well, yeah. what, like, what happened? Basically, the guy that played the, the lead villain. Yes. Was a huge asshole. You know what I'm saying? This is some tea. See, this is you some shit you deal with. Sometimes things don't always work out. Okay? I had to fire him in the middle of the production. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Before making that decision, <laughs> were you nervous about making that decision? Because that was going to like possibly je jeopardize the film, right? The, the first, at first, I was trying to work with him because basically what happened was he had to, <laughs> like, this role fucking cursed. Because the first guy I was working with, right? Yeah. A friend of mine. Um... He uh, didn't know his lines. He had six months to study. Mm -hmm. Didn't know his lines. Didn't like really get the character. And I'm like working with him for six months, so I had to let him go. Yeah. Then I had this other guy. Same thing. Three weeks gave the best audition I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. Like I have like yeah. I'm doing it. Like I've never seen that. Yeah. You know, worked yeah. with. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, worked yeah, yeah, with yeah. him over this yeah, thing. Yeah, felt the connection right away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I knew who he, I knew yeah. him, but like you know, yeah, definitely yeah. he like got right. the character, all of that shit. Right. So while we're filming, but he has to do what he used to do it. While we're filming, he's supposed to be learning like the rest of his lines coming in. Because you're an actor, yeah, that's kind of what you gotta do. Yeah, so <laughs> we're we're all filming. It's an independent skeleton crew. We're doing we're doing what we can, and we get to all the parts with him. Not only did he not know the rest of the lines of the movie, he didn't oh, even remember the the original lines oh, that he no. fucking had. Oh no! So we get there. And you have to redo every scene basically because you gotta stop for the lines. Oh right? my god, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, I, the first thing, like, I just gave you PTSD, you're like, Yeah, the, right. <laughs> I saw it in your eyes, you're like, oh, yeah. Rethink about yeah. This. First day, you know what I'm saying? It was like, Okay, we can figure this out, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This is what we're shooting. If you keep go, if you go over this, mm -hmm. this is what you know, what I'm saying, this is what's going on. Um, didn't do the, didn't learn a goddamn thing because he's off like playing grabby ass with his girlfriend and shit you know what i mean um and during the second day it wasn't so much that he didn't know his lines it's his attitude about getting through yeah, it no. so then i'm like fucking trying to figure out what we yeah. can shoot around and like say today get a get a temper tantrum so and he has a temper tantrum so i'm like nah don't worry about it he has a temper tantrum he leaves he's like i'll be back tomorrow and I'm like, you know, don't don't worry about coming back tomorrow. Yeah. Because here's the thing that you should know, and you should always trust your intuition. Yes. People will treat you the way you let them treat you. Exactly. And the more that you give them, if you they take, take the abuse, they'll abuse you. You know what I mean? And it's like, one, you're not like, one, what you're doing is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we had a previous friendship. And because I'm trying to get this thing done. That makes it harder, too, having a previous friendship. Yeah, you know, but he let me know how he felt about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like, I'm you gonna know, let you know. <laughs> you know, if yeah. your friend yeah. knows that you're putting all of your money yeah. into a project, right. they will work the hardest for you. They will right. work the hardest for you. Right. Instead of expecting a break. So, yeah. you know, like. That was probably a really eye-opening experience for oh, the friendship. And directing wise, definitely, yeah. So basically, I've been since it's been two years. Yeah, we got to reshoot the whole thing. 
Okay. However, I mean, we don't necessarily have to, but I would prefer to. Yeah. Just fresh start. Yeah. 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 So, but however, it's like one of those things I was like, okay, I have this thing that works Mm -hmm. as a movie. What if I use things about the movie to raise funds? Yeah. Like, don't let that footage go to waste. Like, do something with it because you already put time and money into it. Yeah. So, like, right now, I'm working on making the storyographic novel. Oh. I'm trying to find the right artist for it. I've been like, I've been switching the format for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, but yes, because it's like the same thing, same shot list, same everything, except for like. Different actor now. (laughs) Right. And it's exponentially like, there's, I have exponentially more control over like the shot list and picking the shots and all that. The thing is just finding the right artist. You know what I mean? And if like you write, if you write anything that will work in that medium, Mm -hmm. try because it's like a lot of people don't think about franchising, right? Right. Yeah. And there's some movies that can't be franchised, right? Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't franchise Schindler's List and have like Schindler's (laughs) List t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's a vibe. You know the Schindler's Schindler's List toys at McDonald's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. However. A happy meal collab. Right, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You got the girl in the pink dress. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, in your happy meal? You know, with Oscar Schindler glasses, like limited time at McDonald's. Yeah, so that doesn't work, right? But if you take a movie like Alien, right? Right. Or Aliens. Yeah. Aliens are fucking rated R. Yeah. They have toys. They have toys. They have the video games. They have all all this media that's possible. Right. And you never know until like you try, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm very excited for your film. I, I think the reshoot will be great and I think you should still try to use some of your old footage. Don't huh. let it go to waste just because I'm sure you got good content out of that. Oh, yeah. At least some, right? Yeah, for the yeah, for the actors that were there, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They really the sad part about it is also, you know, if you're listening to this um and you are an actor and you're a bit of a diva. Yeah. Filmmaking is such a symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you not doing your job yeah. affects so Everybody. many people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a domino effect. Yeah. So one person arrives late, everything's fucked. There are people. <laughs> oh yeah, there are people in this film that put their like heart and soul into it. Everything mm-hmm. that they had, everything that they had into it. You know what I mean? And you know what I'm saying. So I mean, I wish. You know what I'm saying that I could use all all this footage and like get yeah. it out, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and get these things yeah. out there, for, you know. But we'll see what happens, you You'll know. do something with yeah. it. You're a storyteller. You're yeah. going to make it happen. Huh. My last question would be, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Hmm. <laughs> oh, no, this, this, this is easy. So my, oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? So the, the goal mm-hmm. is to be the studio. Yeah. I have so many projects written down mm-hmm. that I can't feasibly film them all. Right. So I want to be a place for, you know, for people who just want to direct, they can like direct some stories or people who write, you know, can bring their stories to me yeah. and like, you know, work with people and get like some other viewpoints around the world. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I definitely think you'll make that happen and give other people, other filmmakers opportunities yeah. and give them a voice. So that's, that's really exciting to hear. You know, and pay them so they don't have to strike. Yes. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah, man. It, this is, <laughs> have you seen it so crazy? You know what I'm saying? It's, I went to one of the strikes yeah. and I live interviewed some people because I was like, I need some info. Like what's going on and studios are not budging. Like yeah. it's just, this well, is my last past October. Who knows? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah but it, if they do, they potentially lose they, billions oh, of dollars. Yes, they are. Like, they are losing money. Yeah. But they're just like, we're going to hold out until you guys can't pay your rent. Yeah. So it's really just like holding out, but it's kind of scary. I don't know. Yeah. But like you uh, said, make your own opportunities. Like in this, I had actually recorded a podcast episode by myself and I, I told my listeners like, when there's moments like this, because this mm. feels like the second pandemic for me. Like, yeah. I feel like, again, I'm like, yeah. am I having like PTSD? Yeah. I'm having PTSD. But anyway, yeah. I'm just like, you got to create your own, uh, your own uh, opportunities. Yeah. You really just create those opportunities for yourself. Yeah. Where can people find you on social media and watch your films and all that? Okay. Uh, my Instagram is me drinking Coke. Yes. You just type in or add just At me, me drinking drink Coke. Coke. <laughs> yeah. Where I drink Coke and weird places. Is that your favorite soda? Here's the thing. This is what happened. What ha- if you happened, say no, I'm gonna like freak out. Yeah, what, ha- what happened is basically I was in I was in Costa Rica like yeah. one during the, the yeah. trip I was telling yeah, you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was in this place, this place called Puerto Viejo. Yeah. And where I was, there was like this little jungle mm-hmm. that went all the way up to the beach, right? Mm-hmm. And there was like that a hostel, and there was this little bombed out shithole of yeah. a place. Yeah. And it said we sell Coca Cola, and I looked around, and I was like, yo, they. Here, y'all see Coca Cola here. All like, there's literally nothing else. Yeah, and that's like the the profile picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is like there. So I like I took you yeah. know like it's like yeah. right across the street. Yeah. So I decided like when I would travel or do something, you always no, drink a Coke somewhere because I could always find one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coke's very universal. Yeah, Mexican Coke is my favorite. Though. I know it's got real sugar. So good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So me drinking Coke and movies. Shit. Um. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's a series I did called Empanarcos. Yeah. It's like you know typing Empanarcos. Okay. I did it during the pandemic we made some friends of mine with you know it's a short and it's to keep one to keep busy Mm -hmm. and two because during the the epidemic sorry the pandemic yeah during the the pandemic Mm -hmm. we knew we can get like all these locations for free nice you know what i mean it's it's a satire i think it's funny cool yeah yeah Yeah, definitely check it out and i'm sure we'll be hearing from about you and all your work so i can't wait to Keep, keep in touch. Uh, um, thank you guys so much, and I will uh, see you guys next week. Bye. Uh... <laughs>